This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Now, Fight Back with Libby Snymer on Zoomer Radio with guest host Bob Thompson. Good afternoon. That is not the traditional intro, and no, it's not Libby. Bob in for Libby today, and for the next hour, this will be a political-free zone, if you will. So no Doug Ford, no Donald Trump, unless, of course, you insist. There will be no fighting back, simply too hot for that, right? So consider it more of a, what, fun for all? Featuring Zoomer hits of the Canadian variety or connection or theme. And what better one to start with as the country celebrates its 151st year than one that was everywhere back in Or you could easily go on our computer, Google Digi Knows about Bobby Jimby's Canada, but why not let a Zoomer trivia music enthusiast enlighten us? So on the line, Randy Ray, who's co-written 10 books about this country, the most recent being, as the years go by, Conversations with Canada's Folk, Pop, and Rock Pioneers. Happy Canada Day, Randy, even though we're a day late, but... It's well, hard. same to you, sir. Pleasure to be on the show. Anyway, listen, before we get into the book and some of the artists and some of the people that you've, you've spoken with, you and your, your co-author, uh, uh, Mark Kearney, tell us about the song that we just heard, Canada. Well, you're right. It was written in 67 by a, a man named Bobby Jimby. He, uh, I don't know how many people remember him. He's, he's not your uh, standard rock and roller sort of a guy that was in the book. But um, he wrote it, uh, and it made the guy pretty much a household name back in the old days. And so he played it for a group back then called the Centennial Commission. And he said they all yawned and looked at each other and said, what do we got here? We don't understand this song. But uh, Jimby's reply was, well, you're not supposed to understand. It's for the kids. And uh, it, it became a pretty big hit in Canada's centennial year. Yeah, as soon as that starts, I'm sure everyone knows exactly what it is. Yeah, and he uh, he passed away in 1998. By the way, it's it's one of the one of the things in the book we're, we're losing more people than we like, but they're 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 starting to we're starting to lose them. It got him the Order of Canada, did it not? I, I believe it did. Yep. Yeah. Now, if someone's listening, and uh, as we're going throughout the next hour, please feel free to join in. It's nice that you're enjoying the warm weather or the air conditioning, whatever it is, and you're listening to uh, to the conversation. But let's be part of the conversation. Four one six three six zero zero seven forty or toll free one eight six six seven forty four seven forty. I might have a question that I'll ask Randy that you'd like to know the answer to, but then you could have one that I might not be asking. So this is your <laughs> chance to call up one of these these numbers and to uh, and to ask. Now, Canadian music is a big part of this country's culture. Why is that, Randy? Do you think? Well, I, I just think 
like I, I, I made some notes here, and there's it, kind of two things I wanted to talk about. It's, it's part of your personal culture. Like, it's certainly part of my personal culture. And by that, what I mean is, you know, back, I'm a Torontonian, by I was born in Toronto. I grew up with music as a big part of my background. So my life, you know, I went to Wexford High School, went to all the Friday night dances, and that's sort of where I developed a love for music. Went to the dances, danced with the woman who would be my wife under the basketball nets at Wexford Collegiate on Pharmacy Avenue, to Edward Bear and to the Poppers and Lighthouse and Mandela and that sort of thing. And, you know, we, we, we did the clubs downtown, the Generator and, you know, the Docks Pub and uh, the Chimney and all those sorts of things. So there's that part of it. Uh, but also connected to that, of course, is the summer. Yeah, we all, a lot of kids, teens went to the summer uh, pavilions up in cottage country. That's, so, so there's that. You, you listen to the music on Chum and you were a chum bug and all that sort of thing. But the other thing is a lot of the songs that were written, Oh, you know, Lightfoot wrote the Canadian Railroad Trilogy and the Wreck of the Edmunds Fitzgerald and um, the, the one about the riots, Black Day in July, and Joni Mitchell wrote stuff. So that's part of our culture, too. Neil Young wrote, you know, was in on the song Ohio. So, you know, it wasn't just had, having fun with the music. There was some political and cultural connections to what they wrote about. So that's what I'm trying to get at here. And you didn't, in the book, talk or interview any of the ones that you just mentioned there, right? Like light, light um, no, because, well, the, the, the earlier bands that I mentioned, yes, we did. And I want to point out that everybody who's in the book, we did interview personally, so it's not a book we pulled off the Internet because there was no Internet when we wrote these stories. No, I, I just wanted to clarify yeah. that, like, Gordon Lightfoot, Joni Mitchell, those were not artists no, that you spoke there, with. everybody's written about them. There are books. There are books. You want a book on Joni Mitchell and Neil Young? You know, Neil's got so many books, so we, we picked more obscure people for this book. And... Everybody who sees the list of who's in the book goes, well, why didn't you include so-and-so and so-and-so? Well, I just say, you know, we, you want a phone book here? We could have written a book three feet thick. And uh, we, we just did, did a bunch of interviews. And that, I mean, that's how it all started, was uh, when I was at Parliament Hill. And back then, Libby was there, too. I knew Libby and Doug. Oh, okay. We were all reporters at Parliament Hill. And uh, while I was covering Parliament Hill, I was writing these columns, these Where Are They Now music columns with Mark. And they appeared all over Canada and newspapers all over the place, including the Toronto Sun. And, and we wrote them in 150 different stories. They ran in the papers, and then uh, they sat, and they sat, and they sat. And one day I just said to Mark, we've got to get this into a book. So about three years ago, we started researching it. And it's those columns that are in the book, updated whenever we were able to, and plus uh, links. So if you read, for example, the uh, e-book, uh, which you can get online, um, you're reading through, and there'll be a, you'll, you'll say, well, I don't remember this song by, uh, by so-and-so, and you can click, and then it'll play the song, and then darn if you'll, you'll remember it, I guarantee it. So that, that's the sort of backstory to the book. Now, the numbers again for people to call in if they have questions of our guest, uh, Randy Ray, uh, 416-360-0740, toll-free, 1-866-740-4740. Now, before having you explain what drove you and Mark to write the book, and you kind of started going down that road, the title's the same as a song from 1970. Now, why that title? And if you can answer before Mash McCann starts singing, why the title? Well, as the years go by, this book's aimed directly at baby boomers, and I believe the years have gone by for most of us, so <laughs> uh, we would, it just clicked, and we got uh, approval from the band. The Raymond Ray Blake of, of the band gave us, said, yeah, go ahead, use it as a title. So that's a pretty simple answer for you. All right, let's hear a little bit of Mash McCann.
Randy Ray, uh, co-author of, uh, of the book that we're talking about here right now, and uh, the As the Years Go By, Conversations with uh, Canada's Folk, Pop, and Rock Pioneers. I should say that song did sell well over a million copies, just if anybody's wondering. Oh, I, 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 there. It oh, did very I well, sold very well in Japan, uh, not as well in Canada, and very well in the U.S., so it did very well. Wait a minute. It didn't do as well here, but it did well elsewhere. By, by Canadian standards, it did okay, but it sold way more in other countries where there's bigger audiences. Simple as that. Now, you touched on it, how you had the collection of all these uh, things that you were writing uh, over the years, and you decided to, uh, to put it in a, in, into a book. A lot of people say, ah, one day maybe I'll get around to it, but what was it that you and, and Mark finally decided, looked at one another and said, no, yeah. I think it's a good idea. Wouldn't it's? Uh, well, I'm, I'm full of very simple answers today for you. We'd written nine books before, and right. I wanted to get one more done. <laughs> I wanted to hit the double figures. I wanted to get ten books done. But seriously, it's a it's a book that had to be, the stories in there just had to be told. And I, I would if I'd gone to the grave without doing this, it, it uh, I would have been a sad fellow because you know they're great stories. They're long, very detailed. They're personal interviews. As I said, we didn't just do an internet search. Um, mm. And that, and you know, going back to to me, we, like when I grew up in Scarborough, hear, seeing all those bands and hearing them all, I, I, it was an honor to have talked to them, and it was an honor to write about them in the column. But it was just fantastic to finally stamp this into a book and get it on the shelves for for you know generations from now to read. That's what I like. How do you decide where to begin in terms of with the artists? How did you and how many did you t- talk to? to Roughly one hundred and fifty. Wow. Uh, We we did way more. Like, for example, Lighthouse has 13 members. We didn't talk to all 13, but we talked to the founder, Skip Prokop, and uh, Paul Hofford as well as one of the singers. And um, so the poppers, I think we did everybody, um, uh, generally speaking, like two two people minimum for each band. Mm -hmm. And so it just got started. I mean, we were on the beach at my cottage near Peterborough one day, and Mark had a this is back in the 70s, mid-70s. He's had a, a copy of Rolling Stone magazine. He said, look what they're doing. They're writing, where are they now, columns about the young rascals and the grassroots and the love and spoonful. Why don't we do that here in Canada? So it, we just basically sat down, wrote up a list of all the bands, and then started trying to track them down. And again, no Internet back then. Had to find them all on the, you know, on the phone and music directories and all that sort of thing. So there, there were a number of obvious ones, but it was at that point where, like, Bachman-Turner Overdrive isn't in the book because back then they were still around. And Neil Young is, it was a Where Are They Now column, so if you knew where they were, we didn't put them in the book. Yeah, exactly. So how long would it take typically to, to finally be able to sit down and do an interview from the time you got the idea, let's approach X, Y, or Z? Well, we, we were both reporters for the London Free Press, so we you know, were all pretty good at digging up stuff. And, um, yeah, you know, it would take a week or two to find somebody, but, you know, we, there was a bit of pressure because we had to have a column ready every Saturday, and every columnist knows that's lots of fun, uh, trying to meet your deadlines. But we, we were always two or three ahead of the, of the curve, and we, uh, people all over Canada, like, one, one thing I wanted to point out about the book is that um, there are a number of people in the book that people may not recognize as Canadians. I mean, some of them are pretty obvious. Yeah, the majority can, of the mamas and papas, most people know, he's from Halifax. We can. Why don't we save that for a little bit okay, later yeah. in terms of uh, ones that you wouldn't think and uh, how Definitely they were connected with with certain uh, with certain groups. But I think you've already alluded to this. But how did you come to love 
Canadian music versus just music. I, I think yourself, myself, and others who grew up at that time, maybe it's because we well, were... Twin, I, I had twin brothers who were seven, eight years older than me, and, you know, they played the 45s. They played... So that, that, that was my start to get into music, because my brothers were always playing music. And then it just sort of evolved for me uh, into uh, seeing all these bands at the high school. I mean, you, you, you know, you went to the Friday night dance. I'm sure you probably did the same thing. Uh, to be seen, but also to, to listen to the, the bands. And I just, just, just to sit there and watch Edward Bear and Lighthouse and the Mandela and, you know, the, the Poppers and uh, et cetera, et cetera, George Oliver, uh, it just resonated with me. And from that point on, I, I always loved music, but I loved Canadian music, and I started collecting records. And then suddenly the column came, and it just sort of uh, cemented my love for Canadian music, if, if you will. Now was uh, was Lighthouse one of the f- first ones that uh, that you spoke with, or not necessarily? Because you did this, as you said, it's a collection of interviews. First group we wrote about was Motherload. Okay, you know when I die, right? And then Edward Bear was up there, right at the top, and uh, Christopher Ward, who used to be a VJ on right. Much Music. Yep, they were some of the early ones. Um, I mean, it's like anything else. You try to you try to write about the ones that are easiest to find. <laughs> yeah, start there, uh, you know, and then, and then, yeah. then the, as things uh, went on later, the, the bands got tougher to find, and the column sort of petered out. It was in the paper for about three years. Tell us a little bit about uh, a lighthouse. You mentioned how you s- spoke with uh, Skip Prokop. Well, it's a very interesting story. So he, I again, I, sound, I almost sound like I'm pushing my high school years here at Wexford Collegiate, but I first saw him as a drummer with the with the Poppers. And he trained as a military, you know, in military bands. I think it was in Kingston. He, he just died this year, as a, by the way. And so the Poppers did okay. They performed all over the place, and then that, that petered out. And um, he got the idea, let's, let's do a, you know, a big band with horns and all that sort of stuff. So him and Hoffert got together and uh, formed Lighthouse. You know, they had Pretty Lady, Sunny Days, all those songs. And... Um, he, we, I've got a tape of him that's on our website. I should mention the website, which is www.triviaguys.com. People can go listen to a, an interview of Skip Prokop talking about Lighthouse. Uh, that's free, free of charge, by the way. But um, he, he was pretty sour in, in his later years. He didn't think Lighthouse got the recognition it deserved. Um, they were, they, there was a book, uh, I forget what it was, uh, I can't remember, but they didn't get mentioned in, and plus they didn't get mentioned on a big TV show. And he just thought they were sort of passed over. Well, and, being uh, Canadian, he was a bit grumpy right? about that, and you'll hear that in the interview. And then they also turned down a chance to play at Woodstock in '69. Um, the, the reason we were given in the book is that they thought the water was going to be laced with drugs, so they didn't go. <laughs> so that's a big opportunity passed over. Now you were talking about how he felt that they didn't get the recognition they deserved, but you know, ironically, if it's a Canadian group, you would think that they would be appreciated uh, elsewhere and maybe not as much at yeah. at home. But they yeah. were appreciated well, we at home. Um, they weren't in any of the Hall of Fames. They may, they may be now. I'm not up to date on that. But he also goes on to talk about the. He was kind of the the main man, the business manager of the band, and what it was like to have to look after. 13 guys and, and uh, make sure they had work. You know, he's like a CEO of the, of the band almost, right? Mm-hmm. So always having to find them work. And uh, I, I, again, direct people to listen to that interview. They'll really enjoy it. You'll hear his dog barking in the background. It's a pretty raw interview. <laughs> 416 
360-0740 or toll-free 1-866-744-740. Maybe there's a group, a band, a songwriter, or just any Canadian trivia. Might not necessarily be music in nature because our guest Randy Ray has written nine other books with, with Mark Carney. And it's not all music. It's Canadian trivia as well. So if you've got a question, always wondered, haven't got the answer, well, here's your opportunity to, uh, to do so and reach out to Randy. Give us a call and we'll go to our break with uh, Lighthouse right now. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby Snymer on Zoomer Radio with guest host Bob Comsett. Welcome back. That, of course, Summer in the City, Back of My Neck. Anyway, I'm not going to sing it. Don't worry, I'll save you from that. On the line, we've got Randy Ray, co-author of the latest Canadian trivia music book, and this one, As the Years Go By, conversation with Canada's folk pop and rock pioneers. Now, you mentioned this earlier, and I told you to hold off as far as not necessarily Canadian groups, but maybe American groups with a Canadian angle or member to it, and this would be one. That's right. That's right. That was an appropriate song to play because it's, I just looked at my thermos, thermos outside thing in the shade in Ottawa. It's 36.3, so it's a lovely day. <laughs> Anyway, yes, Zal Yanovsky um, is a member of, of Love and Spoonful uh, from Kingston, and originally I believe he grew up in Toronto. And um, yeah, he was the sort of the funny man in the group. If you look at YouTube videos, he's, he's sticking his tongue out and he's wearing weird hats, and uh, he, he was a sort of a smart-ass, <laughs> funny guy in the band. And, of course, they had a lot of big hits, so that, that's one. Now, shall I ramble on about a couple of others? Uh, I think people know, but throw out the names, it'll conjure up some memories on this okay, one. Okay, well, most people know Danny Dory, the mamas and papas, a uh, son of, a, I think his father was a steam fitter or a pipe fitter or something in Halifax, and uh, I have to say that's probably the, the most, the best interview I ever did. I've interviewed him actually three times because he ended up uh, moving back this way, and, and, and I think he passed away. He was living in Mississauga at the time, or anyway, he lived in Mississauga for a while. Just a great interview, dropping names, stories. You know, uh, hate Ashbury and all that stuff in the 60s. Okay, we've got John from Pickering who's been uh, politely waiting here, so we'll say happy Canada Day to uh, to John here. We're just trying to... Uh, th- hang on a second. There we go. I'm trying to, but having uh, issues. Oh, you love technology. Here. No, hang on a second. He might be there now. Yeah, I'm here. John from Pickering, uh, happy yeah. Canada Day. You too. Thank you very much. Go ahead. Um, Randy's on the line. Hi, John. Uh, hi, how are you doing? I'm great. How are you? Good, good, thanks. In your research, did you come across a Scarborough band called Steel River? Oh, yes, we did. And actually, one of the guys, uh, Rob Kekel, uh, actually Rob Kekel and John Dudgeon both went to schools in Scarborough. I I think it was Dudgeon went to Wexford Collegiate. Yeah, we did the 10-pound note and uh, a couple other songs that they had. Yeah, they're in the group. They're in the book. 
what uh, what became of John Dungeon? I went to the public school with him, Buchanan Public School. Oh, yeah. wow. I thought he went to Churchill, where I went, but maybe it was Wexford. Yeah, well, one uh, of them, uh, Kakel, I think, went to Wexford Public. Anyway, um, I think he's still around in Scarborough. I, I'm not sure for sure, really? but I've seen just on some Facebook stuff there, he, he's still around. Okay, well, that's Dungeon, good. I've uh, always wondered what happened. Maybe living because in the same I thought the area, band was good. Sure. He had a couple of good songs. I got one of their albums way back. And, uh, Bound Train or something. Was that one of them? Southbound? Something like that? Yeah. And, uh, yeah, but Southbound 10 Pound Note was a biggie for sure. That one yeah. I remember. And here I am listening, and it's not about me, here I am listening to uh, a couple of former Scarborough residents, and I can include myself in that. Mind you, it's been a few years since I left as well, but here I listened to the two of you talking about uh, Winston Churchill and Wexford, yeah. and I went to uh, West Hill Collegiate. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, on Morningside. Yep, right there on Morningside. I remember, too, the Friday night dances at Churchill, seeing the poppers and um, all all the bands that that you you mentioned. George, what's his name? George Oliver, yeah. Chuck Beal of the poppers went to Winston. He went to school with my brother. Really? My brothers, yeah. (laughs) Well, Well, I kind of feel older, but I kind of feel younger, too, after the discussion. Thank you so much. It's a small world. That's the idea, John, in Pickering. Thanks so much, and enjoy the, uh, the show, and enjoy your weekend. And you know, that, that, that call right there is exactly what we're trying to do. I'm, I'm trying to get people, when they read a story, right. to go, yep, I remember what I was doing when Steel River played at so-and-so. Because that's with me. I remember dancing, as I said earlier, to, uh, you know, the poppers. Uh, if I call you by some name and Edward Bear at Wexford. So it, when, I read, when I was writing the stories, it rekindled the memories. So that's what we're trying to do here, rekindle some memories about your, your younger years. Okay, Jim from Cambridge, uh, welcome. I'm just, uh, oh, seem to be running into some some issues here and hoping to get Jim from, uh, from Cambridge on here. So let's, uh, no, uh, unable to, if somebody can possibly join us in here to, to try, but we'll uh, go to John in uh, Pottageville. John, you there? Doing well. Go ahead, and we'll try to get uh, to Jim in Cambridge in a moment. John, go ahead. Do you have a question for Randy? Yeah, I did. Uh, I, I know he was talking about groups that did uh, high schools and that, etc. Yep. I uh, seen a guy many moons ago. He played for a group called Liverpool. Oh, yeah, Liverpool, yep. Yeah, and I had a beer with him. He was playing at the uh, Ontario place in a bar across uh, the causeway there. And I asked him, you know, I thought they were pretty good. I liked some of his songs because he wrote the songs, apparently. But they never made it, and he didn't know why. I was wondering if you could shed any light on that. Well, didn't they do a lot of cover stuff, I think? I mean, I'm, I may be wrong here, but I thought they took the name Liverpool because they started out doing Beatles stuff. Now, they're, they're not one of the groups in the book, but that's, that's why I said maybe somebody could phone in and clarify that. Yeah, I know, I was just wondering, you know, because I, I listened to some of the songs there, and I thought they were pretty good, but, you know, like I say, they never really made it, so I was just yeah. curious, because he never really said much. And I just wonder if maybe the group didn't get along, or they just weren't good enough, to, I, I don't know. Well, that, that's one of the themes in the book, <laughs> definitely, is bands that didn't get along. There was always, you know, ego issues. Uh, I want to go south of the border, and I don't want to. I want to stay home on weekends with my girlfriend. You know, all kinds of stuff, equipment failure, not enough money, the usual stuff. And I think young people would go, well, this book, it's all old bands, but if you're coming up the, 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 the pipe and starting a group, if you read this book, you'll see some of the things you've, you, you, know, you must try to avoid if you're trying to get it, get it on with a band, all right. this, you know, the roadblocks you're going to face. 
Thank you for your time. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for the call. Okay, John, thank you so much. Keep listening. Appreciate it. And enjoy your Canada Day weekend. Uh, some of the names, if we can, I can throw out some names here, and then maybe some of the stories through your mental Rolodex, if you can pull out, pull them out. And uh, people are some, well, at least we know the ones that are listening know what a Rolodex is. Right? At least they know what that is. A filing cabinet. Yes. That's, that's right. That's right. Bobby Curtola, the late Bobby Curtola, good friend uh, to Zoomer Radio, who, of course, uh, passed not all that long ago. Tell us a little bit about Bobby in speaking well, with him. Well, that's another guy I interviewed several times. And a matter of fact, this connects to the last call. The last time I interviewed him, I think he was living in Liverpool, Nova Scotia. There's, there's a little connection from that last call. Well, he, uh, yeah, he, he was a teen heartthrob, you know, grew up in the old uh, Port Arthur, now Thunder Bay, and got discovered by a couple of guys, the Herden brothers, who, who thought he was, you know, the, the next uh, Fabian or, or Bobby V, and uh, he had some great songs, The Fortune Teller, Three Rows Over, Indian Giver, and he just went wild. Uh, the girls loved him. He was mobbed everywhere he went, and then he had a good career. And then did the Vegas thing, and he was on cruise ships and all that sort of thing. And then um, suddenly he passed away. Was it, I think it was this year, wasn't it? Was it last year? Well, a couple very, of years now. Yeah, it's fairly recent. Yeah, Jim, our, our, our you know Canadian pop sensation, teen pop sensation, Bobby Curtola, great guy to talk to. Yep, and uh, as I said, a good friend to the radio station and good friend of uh, Robbie Lane of Robbie Lane and the Disciples, who of course people know. Then they're here in this for sure. I, I'm sorry. Uh, Robbie Lane is in the book. Okay, okay. Now, he's not around, I don't think, so what can you tell us about Robbie? Well, you know, <laughs> he, um, Fannie Mae was, I think, his big hit. I think, I think, uh, I don't want to slam anybody here, I don't want to be critical, but I think they were always on the edge of making it bigger than they really did. Mm-hmm. That's, that's what I remember of them. I don't, I never, I might have seen them once somewhere in downtown Toronto. I think they were on TV quite a bit, but they could never seem to grab the brass ring, the big hit, as I recall. Now, Rob, you may phone in and give me hell for saying that, but um, certainly a very popular Toronto band, without a doubt. Without yeah. a doubt. Yeah, without a, without a doubt, and uh, as yourself, quite knowledgeable about the, the music scene, and especially the Canadian one. And, oh, yeah, uh, yep. Great guy to have at your station, I'll tell you. Holy mackerel. Well, fully aware of that. All people have to do, if they don't catch them at times filling in in the mornings or on the afternoon express, there's 60s at 6, 70s at 7, 80s at 8, and Robbie's Mix at 9. And that's Monday to Friday right here on Zoomer Radio. So Mm -hmm. Robbie there to to share his uh, knowledge, insight, and just his pleasant approach in communicating. Yeah, can, uh, I, can I finish the yeah. thought on names people might not uh, recognize? as um, Okay. You know, so Graham Lear is another one. He's a drummer from London, Ontario, and he played with Santana and REO Speedwagon. Oh, that he one. made it very well, and I think you might have a tune to play for the folks later on, but Gene Cornish of the Young Rascals, um, he uh, is from Ottawa, only grew, lived in Ottawa for a few years. I think he was seven or eight, picked up a guitar, and then moved to Rochester, and then moved on. And I just met a guy in, uh, up at uh, the top of the 404 in Steeles a couple of weeks ago to give, give him a copy of the book. And he explained to me that Gene Cornish is going to be playing at uh, Rama, at the, the concert hall at Rama. I think it's in August. Don't quote me on that. But with, with, his, with a band. So that's pretty interesting. I've never met Gene. Mark interviewed him on the phone. But uh, so those are two pretty big bands with the uh, two two Canadians that were in some pretty big bands. I mean, who who can re- forget the Young Rascals, Good Lovin', and How Can I Be Sure, and all the big hits they had. 
So that, that's the, those are the key ones I wanted yeah. to talk to you okay, about. Okay, Randy. Well, why don't we, uh, you mentioned Gene Cornish and the Young Rascals. Here they are. How many times have you played air guitar to that? <laughs> Great huh? driving tune. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and at that point, you're not playing air guitar. You're just tapping the, the fingers on the dashboard there mm-hmm. on the steering wheel or trying to sing along. Jim. Okay, we're just getting a little ahead of ourselves. Jim in Cambridge, if, uh, if you can join us now. Go ahead, Jim. Okay, I guess not. Uh, hang on one second, uh, Randy. I think we've uh, we've got somebody joining us here on uh, on one of the lines. That uh, okay? Yeah. Hello. Go ahead, uh, caller. Uh, who would this be? Uh, it's Robbie Lane calling. <laughs> Hi, Robbie. <laughs> How you doing, man? I'm great. I'm great. I hope I didn't insult you on the radio. Well, that's why I'm calling because I I wanted to insult you back. <laughs> <laughs> I think okay, I'll just step it. back here. No. Um, Randy, you're right. Uh, we never really crossed that big bridge because I had a couple of, uh, well, I guess three or four singles that charted, but they weren't big, big, huge songs. And there's a whole lot of reasons for that. But mm-hmm. um, I just wanted to phone in and tell you, as I've told you before, that I'm so happy that you have spent all these years uh, keeping the Toronto sound and the Canadian sound alive. And this book uh, that we're talking about today is the best you've ever done. I mean, it's just amazing. Well, thank you. That's not an insult at all. I like that. Keep on insulting me, Robbie. Yeah, well, no, you'll get my email. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that'll, be, that'll be the insult. <laughs> no, you, you know, growing up, what was the TV show you guys were on? Remind me of that. It's Happening. Yeah, I mean, you you guys were like all you're everywhere, you're everywhere, all over TV, radio. But as you said, you just you never could get that biggie, the biggie. No, the biggie never happened, and uh, I never say never. But I think I'm at the point now where it's okay. I'm happy doing what I'm doing. I'm with Zoomer Radio. I've been there for over eight years, and I get to play all the songs from all the artists that you're talking about in your book, and that makes me happy. Well, fantastic. I mean, it's like that with me with this book. It's not going to be a Stephen King million seller. We're going to sell a thousand books. But, you know, I'm happy with that. We documented stuff. It's there for people to read, and that makes me really happy, too. Yeah, and, you know, um, you have actually, part of what you've been doing has encouraged the Toronto Downtown Business Association to start creating some uh, memorial uh, and, and museums for the Toronto Sound and Canadian Music Period, and recently just opened within the last few days what's called the Friars Museum, which is on the second floor of the Shoppers Drug Mart at Dundas Square, used to be the Hard Rock Cafe. And wow. up there, up there, you'll find all kinds of memorabilia on Canadian bands, and I urge anybody to go. It's really an interesting uh, afternoon that you'll spend. Well, I've got to get there next time I'm in Toronto, for sure. For sure. Absolutely. Well, I won't take up any more of your time, Bob Comsick, because uh, I'm surprised you let me on the phone. Well, I, the finger was ready to hit the drop call, but I thought I'd just let you finish your thoughts. Well, I appreciate a star phoning in and talking to me. This is great. 
Well. Who, why? Who, who is the star that's calling in? <laughs> Mr. Lane, that's fantastic. Oh, oh, oh okay. Yeah, we're talking <laughs> right. about you, Robbie. And okay, your well, ear. Happy, happy Canada Day, guys, and uh, keep up the good work. Well, uh, take care, man. Back at you, and uh, likewise, Robbie, and, and thank you. And uh, we're going to take one more call before we break here. And ever so patient, Jim in Lindsay is on the line. Jim, your question for Randy Ray. Go ahead, Jim. Uh, love your book. I'm going through it. A couple things I wanted to know. Is it you or Mark Carney who's writing the book for Skip Prokop? Uh No, it's another fellow. Uh, Jamie Vernon, I think, is doing it. It's not me. Not, it's not us. I wish it not, could not be us. I, I may have got the author's name wrong, but it's not us. No, you'll see. Jamie it's Vernon is the guy that did the rock and roll Canadian Encyclopedia, the double volume. I, that's right. That's right. You're right. And the other thing I wanted to ask about is the band uh, that was from... Uh, I'm not sure if they were Thunder Bay or North Bay called Buckstone Hardware. Uh, they are not in the book. See, every no. time I, I, <laughs> I go on the radio, somebody goes, hey, why isn't that band in the book? No, they are not in the book. Well, they had one single, I know, and uh, I had a cousin who was a roadie with the band. And I think mm. uh, the one, the guitarist, Jake Thomas, is still in North Bay playing blues and stuff, so that's interesting. Well, feel free but, to send me some information about the book, because we're always happy to update stuff, and uh, for sure. That would be great. Yeah. And I, I just heard about the Skip Prokop book, and I wasn't sure who was writing it. Uh, yeah, I, I, I didn't hear it, Jamie. so that's good to know that it might... I'll check out Jamie Vernon anyway, and that's something for listeners to check out, too. Yeah, um, I'm glad and, you're enjoying and, our book. That's great. Oh, I love going through all these things. I grew up in Maple Grove, just uh, uh, west of Bowmanville, out in the country, so uh, Chum AM was my, my vehicle, and getting into Oshawa to the record store... Uh, Wilson and Lee on Simcoe Street and getting some of the 45s at first. I got into, uh, actually, it was my cousin who was a roadie with that band who brought me a Fresh Cream album, and that got me into some other stuff. But I'm a huge Coppers and Lighthouse fan. And yeah, well, uh, truth be known, I think my first album was Herman's Hermits on Tour that I bought at Dan's Smoke Shop at Surrey in Victoria Park for, I think it was a, a two ninety nine wrapped in cellophane. <laughs> that was actually my first album also. I no, my first single like was uh, Well Respected Man by the Kinks. I bought it at Sam's for 66 cents. Yeah, that was a good time. Well, anyway, thanks for talking to me. I appreciate it. Thanks for the call. Take care. All right, Jim and uh, Lindsay, thank you. Happy Canada Day weekend to you and yours, and thanks for the uh, call in the numbers. Uh, 416-360-0740, toll-free, 1-866-744-740. We've got Randy Ray on the line. He's the co-author of the latest uh, Canadian trivia music book, and uh, we'd like you to, to get on the line with Randy. As the years go by, conversations with Canada's folk pop and rock pioneers. I'm Bob. Comsican for Libby's Nimer, and you are listening to Zoomer Radio's Fight Back. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby Snymer on Zoomer Radio with guest host Bob Comsick. It, it almost makes you want to Randy Ray's on the line with us here to wipe your brow listening to that given the uh, given the weather, right? I mean, you can almost... 
you start perspiring when you start hearing that song, when you just think, especially with the weather that we've had. On the line, we've got Randy Ray. He is the co-author, along with Mark Carney, of the latest Canadian music book, As the Years Go By, Conversations with Canada's Folk Pop and Rock Pioneers. And on the line, waiting ever so patiently, and we appreciate it, Charlene in Toronto. Go ahead, you have a question. Hi. Well, no, really, I had a comment. Uh, yeah, I guess it's a question. Um, are you familiar with Paul Weldon from uh, Edward Bear? Yep, yep. Because I would go to parties, and he'd be there as one of the guests, and sometimes he would do the parties with his wife. And it was a jam, and he'd be playing his, the piano with a bunch of other musicians, and he was very good. He was very quiet. He liked to collaborate with other musicians. And he went on to become, I believe, a graphic designer after yes. Edward Bear. Yes, and he's an architect, and I think he also taught. Didn't he teach or something? Maybe. So it was Larry Evoy, long-haired drummer, uh, Paul Weldon, and Danny Marks. Yes, yes. Danny Marks so, still all over Toronto. He used to call himself the, what, the human jukebox or something. He could play any song on his guitar. Oh, okay. The last song well, the, was the Mount Pleasant Lunch. Is that place still around? I don't know. I not, don't. Not sure about that one. Probably not, but I don't know. Yeah, yeah, Weldon. Yeah, we, we, we talked to him a long time ago. I'm pretty sure. Pretty sure. Well, that's good. That's a good memory. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, he they played one of their their songs from Edward Bear. I think they played last song, and then they played just some standard music. He was also a jazz musician. He was in a trio or a group or something in a restaurant, I believe. Could be. Well, the interesting thing about this book, I mean, recall, it's a where are they now sort of style book. That the guys in all these bands went on to do any number of things after after music. Some of them were roofers, carpenters, you know, accountants, like like Mr. Weldon, a graphic designer. But yes, I think he did. Didn't he do the album for their? Uh, the, didn't he draw? Do the drawing for their album or whatever? Could be bearings, maybe. But then, then a lot of them are back. Like I had managed to see the Stampeders in London, Ontario, about a year ago, and that's one of the few bands still playing that has all their original members. And that was a good show, very good show. Yes, I just wonder why he left, um, uh, Paul Weldon left Edward Bear. I mean, because then they became very big, I suppose, after that. And he yeah, I, I can't remember. I'd have to read the story. But, I, you know, some of these guys, it just, got, it just got tiring, you know, going on the road all the time, or you'd get married, and then issues come with that, the travel and all that stuff. But yeah, I, I maybe can't remember happened. why they, they broke up. But yeah. it, Larry Evoy certainly put out some of songs on his own after Edward Bear. And I also heard that he was in the subway performing. Larry Evoy? Yeah. Oh, really? Well, yeah, I know he was I, I raising horses in, uh, somewhere around Toronto, him and his wife. I yeah, well, Paul, Paul Weldon lives in Toronto, too, central Toronto, too. I don't want to tell you where he is, but I do know where he lives, but yes. Oh, if you okay. see him, give him my regards. Yeah, okay, yeah. Sure. Okay, um, Charlene. Thanks, thanks for, your, for the call. Thanks for your call, Charlene. Happy Canada Day weekend. And we've got Stephen in Parkdale now. Hello, Stephen. Hi, gents. Happy uh, Dominion Day, Canada Day. To you Black as well. Thursday, whatever you want to call it. It's a day off. Go ahead, sir. Okay. I'm just wondering, in your book, because I haven't seen it, uh, but it certainly sounds like something I want to get, uh, do you call it, cover people like Paul Schaefer, or is he, because he's not wasn't really a recording artist. Uh, no, no, he's, he's not in the book. He's the guy from, what, the Tonight Show or something, right? Right. Under Bay, I think, yeah. from Northern Ontario. Yep. That's right. And he gets mentioned somewhere in the book, but there's not a separate story on him. Okay. Uh, are you familiar with the guy, uh, gentleman? Actually, just one, uh, I think, at the Order of Canada last year, a gentleman called Joey Hollingsworth. 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 Yeah, I, I know the name, but I can't place it. I, 
Uh, I'm just going to keep talking. I'll look in my uh, in the index here, see what? if he got mentioned in the book. I, what did he receive it for, Stephen? Uh, um, <laughs> I think this his performance and okay. uh, contribution maybe to the black community. I don't know. Okay, which group, or was he in a... In uh, a... He, he uh, was a tap dancer and singer. Oh, okay. Well, right. We have a Steve Hollingsworth in the book, but he was played with the five-man electrical band whose song was just on a little while ago. No. Oh. Uh, Joey would do uh, things like, a lot, lot of things, like, uh, imitation of uh, Sammy Davis type of thing. Yeah, I think I've seen his name bandied about on Facebook. We have a, a Facebook group that people might want to check out. On, it's called Canadian Music Lovers, and uh, I, I've learned a lot from people that know a lot more about music than I do from that site. It's fantastic. So Canadian Music Lovers, if you just want to go play around on that and put okay, your memories on there. Heads up. Okay, gents, have a good one. Keep cool. Thank you. You too. Okay. Okay, thank you. And that was, I, he mentioned, as uh, Stephen did there, about Joe Hollingsworth. Mm-hmm. And he was recently at, or has been before, at Moses Neimer's Idea City, and he okay. was Mr. Bojangles' uh, perform for Ed Sullivan, is the information that uh, I've received being passed along, which would oh, go right. in, Very interesting. Which, Very which, interesting. Would, which would go in line with what uh, Stephen was talking about with the tap dancing and that, yep, right? Yep. So, let's, yeah. Yeah, yep. let's throw out a couple more names here. Um, of course... Uh, We've got uh, Blood, Sweat, and Tears, and uh, David Clayton Thomas. When you talk about the Toronto sound, uh, that would be a big oversight. Yeah, well, yeah, he uh, he wasn't in the book either because they were still rocking and rolling when uh, we were writing this back in the uh, mid-'70s. Okay. um, I remember him, David Clayton Thomas, and the Boss Men, and uh, I think David Clayton Thomas and the Shays. Mm -hmm. And that's another one of the songs that I, one of my first records, a song called Brainwashed. Where in the middle there's a, a curse word and they they beep it out in the middle of the song, but uh, anyway I saw David Clayton Thomas here in Ottawa at the Blues Fest, and the guy the guy is amazing, just amazing. Still got the great voice, uh, bluesy the whole bit, so uh, great stuff. But no no he's re- he's referred to in the book, but there isn't a separate story on him. What about out of uh, Quebec, Michel Pagliero? There was a time there in the early '70s where every few months it seemed there was another. I know it was more on the, the Canadian radar, but uh, he, he had some big hits. Yeah, he's in the book. I, I interviewed Michel from Montreal, and uh, he, he did, uh, took his career over to France for a while. He had, what what, what was the song, What the Hell I Got? And uh, I think he had about five big ones. Yeah. He was a, sort of a, the man. I mean, there were three or four pretty Rennie Samard and some others in Quebec, but Michel the Peg, as they used to call him, was, uh, was great. And he, I... It's interesting. I bought. Uh, he started putting out LPs in French, and I listened to a couple of them, and they were just fantastic. I have no idea what he was singing about, but he, he's good in, in bilingually, both English and French. Fantastic performer. Terry and Susan Jacks. Yep, they were interviewed both of them uh, several times, and uh, Susan. Um, well, they you know they were with the Poppy family, and then they broke up. Right. Uh, they had marital issues and that sort of thing. And then uh, Terry went on to do Seasons in the Sun, which is a song that gets laughed at incessantly. Everybody laughs at that song, but it sold. It was one of Canada's biggest selling records. And Susan um, had a, went solo with some pretty good stuff. They've both been very ill lately. Uh, and last I heard, had both recovered fairly well. Uh, Susan was married, too, for a while to Ted Dushinsky, a, a football player from Saskatchewan Rough Riders. Okay. 
And Terry was is heavily involved when he was healthy in the environment up the west coast of BC. Well, there's only one coast up up fairly up from Vancouver somewhere. A big environmentalist. He's won all kinds of awards. Um, but they they're they're both still kind of sour about the the split up and what happened to their careers as a as a duo. I'm going to, we'll, as we're getting closer to the uh, end here, but before I throw a few more names at you, maybe Robert in North York, who's uh, joining us now, wants to throw a name or two in uh, Randy Ray's direction. Go ahead, Robert. Go ahead, Robert. Robert, are you there? Yes, how are you? I'm doing well, thanks. Go ahead. Randy Ray's on the line, oh, awaiting hello, your Robert. question. I'm going to tell you a quick story about the Stampeders. Just as they got their first hit, they were slated to play A.Y. Jackson Secondary School, and they tried to get out of the contract because they'd gotten that hit, and the school had to threaten to sue them in order to get them to play. Well, they thought it was too small for them, did they? Or they high school? Thought, yeah, they got their hit, and they figured they're on their way, so that was it. <laughs> That's not nice. No. Wow. Quick question. Whatever happened to Renee Samard? Yeah, that's a good one. He He's another one who isn't written. He's mentioned in the book, but hasn't got a separate story. I, I think he just kind of faded away. You know, that, that's my opinion. Somebody else out there might know better than that. But we do have quite a Quebec section in the book. We have the Rabble and, uh, and Pagliaro and JV and the Playboys. But I didn't answer your question, but we do cover Quebec. And a lot of people like the book because we did. It, it does go coast to coast, including Quebec and all over the place. So if you find out anything about Samard, feel free to send me an email. Is Chapters carrying the book, you know? No, that's the problem. We're, we're self-published, so www.triviaguys.com is where you can get it, or on Amazon, uh, or Kobo, and it's an e-book and a paper book. So, no, that's, that's the thing. Uh, you got to go through the website, uh, unfortunately, or, or Amazon's website. What's the name of the book? As the Years Go By, folk, our Conversations with Canada's Folk, Pop, and Rock Pioneers. As the years go by. Thank you, yeah, sir. Yeah, but if you just search that as the years go by and throw my name in there, it, you should, it should pop up somewhere. Thank you so much. Okay, yeah, Robert. Thanks for the call. Robert North York, thank you. Happy Canada Day weekend. Keith Stoville, go ahead. I just wondered, uh, oh, I'd like to get that book, but what about Jack Scott? <laughs> that Jack is a, that's Scott a fantastic was unbelievable. Question. He's got great songs. Bernie he, he is a star from Windsor and then moved to Detroit. You know, I think he's the one guy we could not find. And I've been given heck by a number of people why he isn't in the book. I've got a bunch of his records. Yes, I'm sure goodbye, you do. Baby, Goodbye, and a bunch of other ones. Oh, yeah. Fantastic, and I could not find the guy. Can't do now, that was my job to find him, him, and I, 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 I need a culpa here. I'll take the blame. We just couldn't find him, and the column was petering out at that point, and it's never found the guy. Very unfortunate. At one time, he was still touring. You know, this was about three or four years ago. So well, I apparently, he's still out playing music. There's a guy from Chum Warren Cosford who writes a lot of stuff on the Internet. He's one of the guys who gave us hell for not putting Scott in the book, and he said that Jack is still out there playing. Well, there you go. Anyways, okay, thanks, and then and I will get your book. Oh, thanks a million. Appreciate the call. Thank you very much there, Keith and Stoville. If anybody wants to maybe squeeze in one more call, one quick question, uh, we can maybe take you 416-360-0740 or toll-free 1-866-744-740. There's, just as we wrap up, we'll play a little bit of one song here, and then we'll come back and we'll close out, Randy. We can get into your contact information for others who maybe missed the, 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 the website or where they can get the book, the name of the book. We can touch on that. But here's one. When you talk about the Toronto sound, 
and I'm not sure if they're in the book. Maybe we can just touch on this off the back end. But when I think of summer in Toronto and back in the day, I think of Dr. Music and this song. They're in the book. Okay. Sun goes by, Doctor uh, Doug Riley, Doctor Music. Uh, that always puts a smile on. Well, I'm, I'm sure a lot of people's faces. They're on page one thirty three in the book. There you go. Yep, a great band, great band. Yeah. Now, what is okay? We've got very quickly. We've got Bonnie and Mississauga. Bonnie, go ahead, real quick. Bonnie and Mississauga. Hey, man, did you guys cover uh, Ronnie Hawkins? Uh, that was one I was going to get to as well. Quickly on Ronnie there. No Ronnie in the book, but he was still rocking and rolling when we were doing all our research, so he's not in the book. But he's mentioned throughout the book, but he doesn't have a separate story. But yeah, what a star. What a guy. I can tell you, I'm a very personal friend, and this guy knows more about Canada and Canadian music than put them all together, I can tell you that. I'm just shocked. So I'm so glad that something's being done. Thank you very much. Have a good day. You as well. Thank you very much. You as well. Bonnie, you as well. Thanks so much. All right, we're wrapping up here now, and uh, Randy Ray, co-author along with Mark Carney, the book, As the Years Go By, Conversations with Canada's Folk, Pop, and Rock Pioneers. Randy, thank you so much. What's the address? How do people get in touch okay, if they're interested? on the internet, triviaguys.com, so the word trivia and guys, T-R-I-V-I-A-G-U-Y-S, guys.com, triviaguys.com, and then uh, also amazon.ca, you can get it, and I think you can get it, you can buy it through the chapters website as well, but it's not in any stores, it's just a couple of stores in London, Ontario, and here in Ottawa, but not in any in Toronto, unfortunately. Randy, thanks so much. Happy Canada Day a weekend to you and yours, and uh, thanks for all the hard work that you and Mark Carney have done. Well, thank you very much, Bob, and give my regards to Libby. Okay, will do. Have thank- a great day. Stay cool. Thank you. You as well there in Ottawa. Thanks to producer Amber Giro, technical producer Joshua Barbeau. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.